Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Lawrence Manzer is with me now from New Brunswick. Mr. Manzer was a Canadian Armed Forces veteran, 17 years in the CAF. And in August of 2012, Mr. Manzer, in the middle of the night, became aware of an altercation at his neighbor's home. And, uh, Laurie, how are you? It's been a long time since we've spoken. How are things? Mr. Green, what a pleasure to hear from you again. It's been, what, 11 years now? It's been a long time, yeah. Please call Crazy. me Roy. So, uh, Laurie, please remind us what happened, uh, what was going on in your neighborhood, and what happened that night? Well, you know, to keep it brief and, and summarize, we were having uh, a systemic problem with vandalism in our small community here in uh, Burton, New Brunswick. And uh, the police uh, were well aware of what's going on. We've had uh, meetings, uh, neighbors, we talked to each other. And it all culminated with a, a phone call one night where my neighbor had uh, uh, heard some people outside his house directly across the uh, street from me. And you have to understand, very rural, dark area. Uh, we're a local service district out here, so it's, it's quite uh, quiet. And, uh, I mean, I heard a, a melee going on, some fighting outside. We had a call from the neighbor. There was somebody in the yard, and I was worried about my neighbor. So I armed myself, you know, for self-protection. Uh, I'm not going to go out without, uh, you know, some tools to be able to protect myself. And very safely, I uh, de-escalated the uh, situation. So you took a shotgun with you, but it wasn't loaded, as I recall. Yeah, we had, we had discussed that, and, and there was some talk about why would you go out with an unloaded shotgun. Well, I maintained about a 60-foot distance and had the uh, the shotgun rounds in my hand to, you know, as I opened the door, assessing the situation, and, you know, I had a clear sight, and I would have loaded, you know, quickly had I needed to protect myself. But being Burton, it's like, well, let's, you know, take this at whatever level we need without escalating it too much. But I was at the ready, you know, trained by the military, trained in the civilian world. I had all my uh, certifications, so I was uh, experienced in what I was doing. So, Laurie, what happened when, when you got the situation under control and you said that it was that it was under control, the individuals uh, were, I guess, quiet, not moving, not causing problems any longer. So the, did the police arrive at that point? And when they did, eventually, whenever they did, remind us, please, of what happened then. Yeah, it took a bit of time for them to respond. I mean, you know, we are a, a bit of a rural area, so you can expect at least 10 to 15 minutes. So they showed up. Uh, they returned the uh, young men who were, uh, uh, well, the 16, 17-year-old range, about uh, my weight and height. So, you know, we were quite e equalized in uh, our ability to maybe uh, – protect each other, you know, hand-to-hand. -hand. Uh, they might have even had the upper hand, but the uh, police took them away, confiscated their alcohol. And what I didn't know until the trial happened is that one of them had a uh, large knife on them and was armed. I found out at the trial that was something that came out in the disclosure. Uh, the police took them home, uh, gave the uh, knife back. I'm not sure about the alcohol. And they got a, uh, a ticket for underage drinking while I got arrested and my guns taken away. And you were charged? 
Oh, yes, yes. So can you in about 60 seconds, and I hate to rush you, and we'll talk to you again oh, no. going forward, but can you in about 60 seconds, we have Ed Berlue on the line with us, the mm-hmm. lawyer in Toronto firearms uh, law specialist. What happened when the case went to court? How long was it in court, and what eventually was the verdict? Well, I'll sum up briefly in the uh, 60 seconds. Uh, the verdict was a uh, mistrial. And the reason why, I found it really funny after the truth was being stretched and things weren't making sense with the, uh, uh, with the uh, trial, with the uh, defense, um, all of a sudden a mistrial was called because I was charged, or I should say charges were laid a second time, summary, uh, a summary offense at six and a half months, which violated my charter rights. So it, it seemed funny that nobody saw that until they were losing, and then it was brought up as soon as we came in after dinner, and it was thrown out. So a mistrial, and you got your guns back. Oh, yeah, I've got everything back. In fact, i got to say one little tidbit. The night before, the Crown Prosecutor called my lawyer and wanted to make a deal where I pled guilty and I got my guns back and everything got erased. And I'm like, no, this stinks. I'm going to go because I know I did the right thing. Yeah. Ed, as you're listening to this, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that with the charge having been laid after the six months and staying summary, it should have been thrown out in the first minute of trial because that's a nullity. And uh, and from a technical standpoint, but as for what he did um, that night, he, you know, he acted, I think, in the best interest of himself, his neighbor, and his community. And he should not have been charged. He should not have had his guns taken. So under the laws that existed in 2012... 2011, 2012, was it, was it written in a way that Mr. Manzer should not have been charged then under the existing legislation? Yes, it could be, because the degree of force he was using was non-lethal. Um, the perpetrators responded properly by stopping whatever they were doing, and they were next door to him. I mean... There's no big wall between his, his where he is and his neighbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could just as easily have walked across or sprinted across to his house. Um, as soon as he exited the house to even look to see what was going on, he was put in danger because nobody would know how these perpetrators were armed. Okay, They could have knives. They could have screwdrivers, hammers, yeah. all of those things. Okay. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.